Welcome back to Counterbalance, a new weekly radio show on KZUM. We envision a show that focuses on social, ethical, spiritual, and faith issues from a progressive Christian perspective. Topics will also include interreligious sharing as well as science and faith. We've probably all heard conservative Christian perspectives on other radio stations and television shows. However, we plan to offer an alternative voice for KZUM listeners, an alternative progressive perspective, which is also authentically Christian and which takes the Bible seriously along with Christian tradition and current perspectives. We have named our show Counterbalance because we seek to counterbalance more more conservative Christian perspectives. I am Richard Randolph, one of the co-hosts for Counterbalance, and uh, it's also hosted by uh, Beth Minhusen. Both Beth and I are pastors at Christ and Connection Point United Methodist Church here in Lincoln, one church in two locations with very different personalities, but a shared commitment to acting inclusively, to seeking God, to serving others, and to doing justice. At Christ Connection Point, we strive to welcome, include, and affirm all persons, regardless of their ethnicity, economic class, or social orientation or sexual orientation. We recognize that all persons are created in the image of God and loved by God for who they are. For more information about our church, please visit ChristUMC.org and also check out Connection Point Link. That's ConnectionPointLink.org, uh, and just give us a checkout and see what we're up to. This week, Beth Minhusen, our other co-host, a co-host, is working on another project, and so she is not joining joining us for our discussion today. However, Beth will be back in the studio next week for a show on the Bible and ethics in contemporary Christian life. Past Sunday, uh, this past Monday was Earth Day 2019, and in recognition of Earth Day, there have been and are many events taking place uh, here in Lincoln and around the country, focusing on the importance of caring for our planet Earth and on being good stewards of the environment. So in honor of Earth Day, our counterbalance program today focuses on how faith communities can become better stewards of creation. Joining me in the studio today are members of two Lincoln churches, which have taken a lead in becoming more sustainable. Let me take a moment to introduce um, our, our, my guest and the, the two churches that they represent. First, from uh, Aldersgate United Methodist Church, we have their pastor, Reverend Joseph Rafiki, uh, who is a native of Pakistan. Joseph has a Catholic background, serving as a Dominican priest for 15 years. As a Dominican, Joseph spent a year in Rome and two years here in the United States, completing a degree in spiritual theology. Joseph also had his own radio ministry for four years in the Philippines at the Catholic radio station. So, Joseph, uh, I'm just starting out uh, in radio, and this is our, our third regular show for Counterbalance. 
So I'm sort of counting on you to help me through uh, the, the, the show today without uh, Beth uh, at my side. And maybe following the show, you can give me some advice on how to be a better, a better programmer. After leaving the Dominicans, uh, Joseph spent two years in Kuwait uh, teaching at the School and College of Pakistan. Then in 1997, Joseph came to the United States. His entry into the Methodist Church was via his multicultural work. In 2003, Joseph became a clergy member in the United Methodist Church, and he has served churches in and around Lincoln. At present, Joseph is the pastor at Aldersgate United Methodist Church, where he has been the pastor for, for nearly six years. Joseph is also a chaplain with the Lincoln Chap- Chaplaincy Corps. Joseph, uh, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to share with us the basic facts about Aldersgate United Methodist Church, about where your church is located, and about your your worship uh, times. So, Joseph, can you provide us with that information? Yes, Richard, thank you for uh, giving me and my friends this time to come on the radio and talk to your audience uh, Aldersgate uh, United Methodist Church is located at 84th and South Street. Uh, kind of a little bit of a residential area, uh, so it's uh, sometimes becomes difficult to locate this church, but there is a big uh, cross in the, in the parking lot, and uh, it's located on the northwest corner of 84th and South Street. Tell us about your worship times. Uh, oh, worship times. Uh, we worship uh, on uh, each Sunday. Uh, first service is at 8.30, which is live streamed. So if you somebody could not come to church that Sunday, they can join us on, on, on the computer, right. uh, website, or uh, YouTube. And then second service, uh, which is uh, better attended, and there's a choir there, the second service, is at 11 o'clock. And in between the two services, we have different various groups that meet uh, Bible studies and discussion groups and children's uh, study and Bible study, etc. Very good. Thank you, Joseph. I'm glad that you're here this morning. Thank you. Um, We also uh, have joining with us today uh, Kurt Donaldson and... uh, Becky Saitai, did I get your name right, Becky? Sait. Sait, okay, Sait, uh, from the Unitarian Church uh, of Lincoln. Uh, Kurt is uh, 71 years old, and he still works full-time as a carpenter and property manager and owner. Kurt has a long-term interest in energy efficiency that that goes back to the 1973 Arab uh, oil embargo, and uh, Kurt, that's when I first became interested in energy efficiency too. Uh, that was uh, back in my high school days when I drove a very fast, very powerful Torino, Ford Torino, but it had no energy efficiency whatsoever. <laughs> Kurt has uh, served on the Lincoln Energy Commission, the administrative board of the Lincoln Electric System. He's also served on the Lincoln City Council. Kurt is currently serving on the Construction Review Committee for Lincoln Public Schools, where he has worked to implement ground 
uh, coupled heat pumps for all of the school buildings. Uh, Kurt has also served on the design committee for the renovation of the Unitarian Church of Lincoln. And uh, joining Kurt is Beck, uh, Becky Saint. Uh, Becky, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience, and, and then I'll let you and Kurt give us a, a basic introduction to the Unitarian Church of Lincoln. Welcome. I'm here because I was um, the chair of the Green Sanctuary Committee uh, for the Unitarian Church, both as we sought Green Sanctuary certification from the Unitarian Universalist Association and during the time of the renovation of our church. Um, we're located at 6300 A Street, um, and uh, our Sunday morning service is at 10 a.m., and we have a third Thursday service at 7 p.m., which is also live-streamed. Uh, and our podcasts of our services are available online. Fantastic. Uh, well, uh, Kurt and Becky, I'd, I'd like to begin with uh, what you've been doing at the, the Unitarian Church. So, um, as I understand, about five years ago, um, your church underwent a $2.5 billion renovation and addition project. Uh, and in this project, your con congregation decided to take significant steps towards reducing their carbon footprint and towards uh, living by the Unitarian Universalist Seventh Core Principle. So this morning, I'd like for you to tell our audience about uh, your renovation project and uh, if you could describe some of the features of the project. And I believe Kurt is also going to give us some information about um, about the, uh, the savings that you've experienced uh, from the investment uh, in uh, a greater energy efficiency. Yes, well, uh, uh, in 2011, our 50-year-old um, um, solid masonry building was badly needing reno of renovation and expansion. Um, and so we undertook an assessment uh, congregation-wide, and we did uh, get um, a design, a draft design, which was in enthusiastically uh, accepted by the church, but turned out to be far more expensive than we could handles. So we got a second design um, and we undertook an assessment of our capital campaign uh, possibilities. Uh, and f by 2013, we had a final design and uh, the d demolition of what was the old ministerial uh, and administrative section of the church uh, started in the fall. Uh, we moved out of the church, and thanks to cooperation with the Methodist churches, we uh, used a Methodist church for almost a whole year uh, while our church was being totally renovated. Um, we completely gutted the religious growth and learning area. That's our church school area. Um, and we added um, a, a small library, the administrative and ministerial offices we had totally inadequate bathrooms, and we now have <laughs> decent ones. Uh, we have a music um, room, a rehearsal room, some storage area. Um, and so we, we added about 6,500 uh, 6, square feet. Uh, and that included um, all along the way, uh, the Green Sanctuary Committee and Kurt as, as a great resource person uh, helped us incorporate a great deal of um, green items. And those include a 15-well geothermal uh, system. Uh, we put in uh, infrastructure for 100 uh, 
photovoltaic panels uh, put up 48 in the beginning and then added uh, so that we're now up to 98 and that's all we can have now with uh, LES. We furred out our brick walls. We put in insulation. We changed all of our windows. Uh, we have almost all LED lights. There are a few places where the fixtures would not allow that. Um, Kurt found an electric heat pump water heater that's much more efficient than an electric water heater. Uh, and uh, we reused and salvaged what we could. We took some stuff to Echo uh, stores. Um, and then with a grant from Natural Resources District and a lot of volunteer help, and again, <laughs> Kurt was the one behind this, um, we uh, installed a rainwater mitigation project because for heavy rainfall for our neighbors downhill. And we planted drought-resistant, low-maintenance plantings and a pantry garden um, for people who are um, experiencing food insecurity. So we did all of that, and we moved back into the church in 2014. Fantastic. Uh, before we go on, just a question. Can one, Kurt or... Rebecca, can you explain uh, what a rain mitigation <laughs> thing is? I think uh, I'm not sure, and I suspect maybe some of our audience is not sure about that either. Well, um, <clears throat> we have about two and a half acres of land, and we're on a high ridge, and our natural drainage is down into our neighbor's lot. Oh, my. So we were, in a way, fortunate that we had those five-and-a-half-inch rains um, during construction, and uh, we were flooding out our neighbors. So, uh, you know, to go according to the golden rule, uh, we decided to spend quite a bit of time and money uh, putting in a, essentially a detention pond that captures all of our water and uh, then drains it slowly through a, a 10-inch tube that we dug in, runs between the neighbors' lots, and then comes out on the on the street. And we've solved that problem, we think, going forward, uh, that we are ready for climate change of heavier heavier rain events. Fantastic. But we spent about $40,000 on it. That was a major investment. <clears throat> yeah. We did, should mention, we did get help from the uh, NRD, the Natural Resource District, of about $18,000, which was very, very helpful on that. So uh, what you've discovered, and actually my church, uh, Christ United Methodist Church, uh, have discovered uh, that there are some government programs which can sometimes provide financial help uh, when you're trying to do something to improve the efficiency and sustainability of your grounds or your facilities. LES has a wonderful efficiency program that pe pe people can avail themselves of. That's that's great, and that, I think that's important for our our leaders, our <coughs> listeners to hear. I'm I'm hoping that <clears throat> what we'll do today is stimulate. Um, interest uh, in listeners from other churches here in, in Lincoln and around the country and, and indeed around the world, and that uh, this, uh, this show will maybe be an inspiration for other uh, churches and other leaders in other churches to think more seriously and to begin to take some positive steps towards making their facilities and their grounds more uh, green, more environmentally sustainable. And, Kurt, I think that uh, the Unitarian Church of Lincoln, what you've discovered is that in addition to the good reasons for uh, working to make your facilities uh, sustainable in, in, in order to be good stewards of God's good creation, you also have realized some financial benefits as well. Is that, is that correct? Uh, yes. Uh, 
we set out to, uh, our one central design principle was that as we added space, uh, about increased our space uh, about 6,000 square feet, uh, increased it, that we wanted our energy bills to go down. We wanted to spend less than we were spending for our original building, and, and we did achieve that. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we went from about uh, 75 or 80 cents a square foot down to about 35 cents a square foot <coughs> on average. And uh, in fact, we believe that it is probably the lowest cost, lowest operating cost of any, any commercial building in, in Nebraska. Wow, that is fantastic. Yeah. For example, if you look at that cost of 35 cents a square foot on a 1,500 square foot house, the monthly bills <coughs> for combined gas and electric would be about $43 a month. In other words, about $21 a month for your gas bill and your electric bill. So that gives you a perspective. Yeah. Wow, that, that's... Uh... <laughs> That's uh, my my utility bills where I live are not anywhere close to that. So but that I will, is but amazing. I will, but I will say we spent money to do that. Yeah, they invest. And if you look at it very crassly, you cannot justify it totally on on the energy savings or getting the money back. But we are reducing our carbon footprint. We are staying largely off of natural gas, which is not now derived from. Fracking, which has its has some serious oh, environmental problems, uh, with our photovoltaic system, we are supplying about forty percent of our annual annual electric costs just from the photovoltaic system. And we also and we also have purchased some of the virtual panels that LES has on, uh, available. So, um, as a church, we've. We purchased those. Yes. This has been a major investment by your congregation. Yes. Now we, so talk to me a little bit about why you decided to undertake such significant additional expenses. These were, I guess, optional uh, to renovate your building. You did not have to make these investments, and, and yet you went ahead and, and to do it anyway. What, what motivated your congregation to, to take on these additional expenses? Well, you mentioned our seventh principle, and um, for those of people who are not uh, familiar with the Unitarian Church, we do base our um, lives on seven principles, and the seventh one is respect for the interdependent web of all existence of which we are part. And I think I can speak for the congregation that we uh, take this extremely seriously, especially in light of climate change and what that has in store for all of us. And I also think I can say for the congregation that we really did not um, encounter any opposition to these expenditures because of these principles and our values. We really didn't talk too much about the cost savings. I mean, we do celebrate them now. I'm not, I'm not trying to say we don't, right. but um, that wasn't part of the conversation. What was a part of the conversation was the values. And you mentioned the Green Sanctuary um, certification and maybe we can come back to that but because we'd gone through that process i think that raised the um consciousness of the congregation even further to the importance of these issues right i would like to come back back to that later and yeah. uh, yeah, what i would say is that you say you're running a progressive operation here and i appreciate that and so 
We are non-credal, but I think I can say that we reject Christian dominionism and that God gave us this earth to do whatever in the heck we wanted to with and all the plants and anything underground to use up. We, right. we expect things to go on and we try to, try to keep it going on. Right, exactly. You're referring, I think, uh, in particular in the, in the Bible to Genesis chapter 1 around verse 26, where God says to have, um, that, that humans have dominion over the, the earth. And that is a profound misunderstanding, in, in my view, uh, it's a historical misunderstanding uh, by the Christian church. Um, we had uh, Reverend Kim Morrow on a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about this uh, this this particular verse, um, if you if you look at um, you know at the Hebrew and at the context um, of uh, the Hebrews at that point in their history, uh, they were um, they were uh, surrounded by uh, the Egyptians and the Mesopotamians, and both the Egyptians and the Mesopotamians had this theology in which they saw their the Pharaoh or the king uh, of, of Babylon was seen as uh, someone who took on the image of the, the divine in his role or sometimes her role as the, the leader of, of the country. And so the, the king or the Pharaoh was in the image of God, and that was their belief. And so I think what's interesting is that... Um, in, in the, for the Hebrew people, they they what they say in their uh, in the creation story is that no, uh, it's not that the king or the pharaoh is created in the image of God, but we all are. We all are created in the image of God, and and in the in the uh, those other theologies to be created and to be, have dominion meant that you were responsible for uh, providing for the. Uh, the cultivation and the sustainability of the land, and also per, for providing justice for uh, particularly the marginalized in society, the widows and the orphans. And so the, the pharaoh or the king was responsible for environmental sustainability and for social justice. And what God says in the creation story is, no, it's not one individual, all of you human people are responsible for for stewardship of the earth and for uh, and for justice for those who are, are suffering. So it's very interesting how that that passage has been uh, misunderstood over the years, and, and I think it's important to for us to return to the original meaning of of, of that passage and to see ourselves as uh, being given uh, a special responsibility. I mean. To be created in the image of God is a privilege, but it's also a responsibility, a responsibility to, uh, to care for the, cre- uh, for the earth and to, and to work for social justice. Well, uh, thank you very much. Uh, we'll come back to uh, Becky and to Kurt in a little bit, but I want to turn to Joseph. Um, again, Joseph is the pastor of Aldersgate United Methodist Church, and Aldersgate has also made a major investment in becoming a, a greener, um, a greener congregation. Uh, but instead of investing in your building facilities, Joseph, your congregation has focused uh, on the nearly two acres of green space which you have, 
And uh, in early uh, 2017, your congregation decided to create the Aldersgate Garden. So could you tell us about that, describe some of the features of the project, and also tell our audience about how uh, you've been able to meet the four goals of the project? Well, if I may say, uh, it was... Number one, it's not outside the the project, whole project and the church did not start from outside. It started from inside, actually. We talked oh, about so. energy efficiency and we changed all our traditional lighting to LED lighting in the church. And uh, L, uh, LES did help us. They gave us credit for that. And then uh, the church project, outside project uh, started with two, uh, 2016 and... Uh, it was a pollinator garden, small little garden that uh, we started with. And then, well, some of our, uh, our uh, pine trees died. Oh. So we, cutting those, no, what do we do next? So we moved to uh, replacing them with something that will be more nature-friendly and drought-friendly and we don't have to water and take care of it. So that's mm -hmm. how it started. Fantastic. And we have been building uh, on that project, and then uh, our thanks to our uh, uh, hats off to our uh, head of the trustees, president of uh, chair of the trustees, mm -hmm. man of vision. He wanted to change the whole uh, out, uh, layout, outside layout of the church, and uh, we have been planting some. Uh, native grass and some shrubs and trees and and make, trying to make it more nature friendly and uh, knowing that Aldersgate neighborhood within half and half a mile walking distance there is no park so we wanted to give the neighbors something that they could come in and have a walk and have a meditation and bring their children we're going to play put some uh, playground for nature-friendly playground for kids mm -hmm. and even for adults some exercise uh, equipment will mm -hmm. be put there so that's so quite a resource for the neighborhood yes mm -hmm. fantastic um and so on your website you talk about the the four goals of the project one is to provide uh more attractive grounds the second is to benefit the neighborhood and so we've been talking about that with the playground the third is to benefit the environment. And then the fourth is to offer sol solace through nature. And I was especially struck by that first, that, that fourth goal about offering solace through nature. Can you say a little bit more about that? You know, walking in the nature bring, is, is good for your mind. It's good for your soul. It's good for your body. So when you walk in the nature and you can... Uh, praise the maker of the nature of the universe and it brings uh, uh, brings you peace inner peace that you're looking for sometimes we just sit in the house and we're looking for a place to go to mm -hmm. and we don't have very many as I said in, in the neighborhood not very many places where elderly people can walk to right so here we will be putting some benches in this area so that they can come and sit there and meditate and read book or watch their children play and run around and well that's fantastic you know i in my life uh, my spiritual life in particular um there have been so many times 
when I felt the presence of the divine when I was out in nature, when I was um, uh, taking a hike or, or sitting by, in a park. Uh, you know, uh, a couple of times um, I've been able to, to go out to California and to walk among the, the redwood uh, in the Redwood Forest, which is just so awesome. So I, I really appreciate uh, your congregation's understanding that being in nature can be a profoundly spiritual experience and providing that for your, for your neighbors. And also for <clears throat> our youth. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you take uh, statistics, 31% of the elementary kids, school age kids, 28% of the middle schoolers, they're overweight. They need to come out from their houses and be not, uh, what do you call those? Uh, uh, couch potatoes. Couch potatoes yeah. come out because walking and, and playing outside enhances their not only physical uh, physique, right. but also their mental and spiritual uh, capability. Right. And they, they can socialize more that way. They can, uh, I think their learning ability also increases with that. Right. So it, it's very important. that I, we I think be, studies have shown that yes. your learning ability, whether you're youth or an old, <laughs> old geezer like me, that it helps to be able to yeah. get out. So, um, Joseph, can you talk a little bit about the motivation that your congregation uh, had in order to uh, to make these additional investments into into Aldersgate Gardens? In my part of the world, we say, uh, we, uh, when we're talking about Earth, mm-hmm. we talk about Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. Mother Earth provides our care, our needs. And that is one of the motivations there is, if Earth is providing for our needs, shouldn't we be providing for the needs of the earth. Mm-hmm. And what does earth need? In We've been using the fertilizers on those. We have been using uh, all kind of, uh, uh, what the, do you call the, it? The chemicals. Chemicals. Right. Mm-hmm. And are the they good? Are, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Are they good for the earth? No, they are not. Mm-hmm. So following the, the rule of our founder, John Wesley, mm-hmm. do no harm. This motivated us, let's not do any more harm to our grounds, to our earth, Mother right. Earth. Let's rather make it, what we can do, make it more, uh, more good for the earth. Right. And then second principle of doing good, doing good for the neighbors, benefiting the wildlife, right. the environment. And then uh, the third principle of John Wesley, love God. Okay. God who has given us all these gifts. Mm-hmm. What do we give God in return? Right. We, we, we were talking earlier uh, about, uh, with friends from uh, uh, a Unitarian Church about uh, uh, being, uh, uh, about, about the uh, dominion of the earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. God's love is not shown, it's shown through our better stewardship right we are stewards we're not managers uh, we are only managers we are not owners of this earth so how do we Absolutely. do our owner our stewardship our managership of the earth mm-hmm. and that is 
earth is a gift to us, so we have to pay better attention to it. We have to care for it. This is great. Listen, um, I thank you so much. We need to take a break. Uh, but when we come back, we hope that some of our, our listeners will phone in with questions and comments for Joseph and Becky and Kurt. Uh, so to the listeners, I invite you to be thinking about questions which you might like to ask. And uh, if you want to write down our call-in number, the phone number to talk to us in the studio here at KZUM is uh, 402-474-5086 and uh, push uh, extension 1. Uh, thank you so much. We'll be uh, right back after uh, this break. And we're back. You're listening to Counter Counterbalance, Progressive Christian Perspectives, a new talk show on KZUM. Your hosts are, ben, are Beth Minhusen and me, Richard Randolph. We are pastors at Christ Connection Point United Methodist Church, one church in two locations with two very different personalities, yet sharing a common commitment to act inclusively, to seek God, to serve others, and to work for justice. At Christ United Methodist uh, Church, we strive to welcome, include, and affirm all persons including uh, regardless of their ethnicity, their economic class, or their sexual orientation, or any other uh, differentiating factors. We recognize that all persons are created in the image of God and loved by God for who they are. Today we are exploring how churches can invest in making their facilities and grounds more ecologically sustainable. We've been talking with... Um, Reverend uh, Joseph Rafik, Rafiki from Aldersgate United Methodist Church, as well as Kurt Donaldson and Beth Seat from the Unitarian Church of Lincoln. And so we're back. And so, Joseph, I'd like to turn to you and, and ask, um, you know, um, what advice uh, you would give to other congregations who uh, would like to become uh, more sustainable and better uh, stewards of creation? Uh, as I mentioned at the Beginning of the show, we hope to uh, have people who uh, are inspired by uh, the, the the leadership and the witness of of your church, Aldersgate United Methodist Church, as well as the uh, Unitarian Church of Lincoln. And so, for those people who may be going, hmm, I wonder what we could do in my congregation. What sort of advice would you give them? My advice would be, if you have love for God's people, God's children. And if you appreciate what you have been given, go for it. If you lack the resources, there are a lot of resources around. We have benefited from a lot of resources outside the church. Um, I, I can read a whole list of the uh, organizations that can help. Um, we had uh, Nebraska Statewide Arboretum Greener Town Program helping us, Nebraska Statewide Arboretum Bloombox Program, Lower Platte South NRD Community Forestry Grant. We got help from them. Mm -hmm. City of Lincoln uh, Stormwater Management Program uh, helped us. City of Lincoln Street Tree Vouchers, we got them when our trees died and we wanted to replace them with uh, better trees. 
nature-friendly. City of Lincoln helped us with the mulch. There are a lot of resources out there if you want to do something. As, as for our church, uh, met a challenge also in regard to the manpower. Okay. A lot of small churches may have that problem, manpower. We don't have hands enough to work around. But maybe in that case, I would advise that go for the, for the community garden project. Okay. Where give your grounds through the, through the community uh, around the... So invite around other the, volunteers to come uh, in and exactly, help through the, Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Well, uh, Becky and Kurt, what advice would you uh, give to people who'd like to uh, get started with their own congregation? Well, the principle I would espouse... Are we on yet? Yeah, yeah. Principle I would espouse, uh, and Becky can say more about this, is is to to go beyond what makes dollars and cents and do the right thing. You know, what is the rate of return of investment on a pipe organ? Nobody asks that. What's the rate of return? What's the payback period on on stained glass windows? You know, um, it's not the way to look at it. Doing the right thing is when you look at just numbers, we don't have the right costs to deal with because, for example, we don't have a tax on carbon. Becky could talk a little more about that. You know, we have to do the right thing even though much of the rest of the world is not doing the right thing. Well, and I guess... um, I, if you get me started talking about climate change and taxing carbon, that's I, I not that's a different uh, tell different our, show. Our listeners, that you have a tax carbon T-shirt on in the studio. Today. Well, it is Earth Day, and and I wanted to just tell people to head down to Union Plaza. It's a, going to be a great celebration, and it's uh, going to it's from ten to three. Go down and enjoy, uh, and learn a lot. Uh, but I guess one of the pieces of advice. I'd like to give is we ran into many bumps in the, the road of, of this. I mean, to realize that we we had hoped to build a sanctu- new sanctuary. Many of us really, really, really want a new sanctuary. Um, we would have had to do that uh, without renovating the religious growth and learning area. And we opted for reusing that area rather than building new. And I think you know, I mean, we're still hoping to build new. I'm not saying, you know, the sanctuary. But we did opt for that, and I don't think any of us regret that. But it was a huge bump for us because mm-hmm. we were discouraged. Sure. <laughs> um, and and then the, uh, so I guess just expect that some of these bumps will occur and that you can get through them. And another little piece that really helped us a lot was that we did internal um, loans uh, rather than getting bank loans. And that has helped us a great deal. Tell so, more about that. Well, I mean, members of the congregation lent money to the church at a, a lower rate than a bank would ask, but still a rate that wasn't too bad. And we were able to finance uh, what was left of of the balance that way and we're about paid off uh, will be paid off completely by the middle of next year at the very latest so um you know it's possible have hope if you i think if you know you're doing the right thing there are a lot of avenues that open and as as joseph said um there are a lot of expertise and um money saving opportunities out there learn about them and make use of them and 
you know, lots of these people are very willing to give you their time of their time and, and expertise. So, right. I think uh, there are just in general a lot of people out in society who would be interested in helping organizations, especially churches, to become more sustainable, more uh, environmentally responsible. Uh, we are talking to representatives from the Unitarian Church of Lincoln and from Aldersgate United Methodist Church today, two churches that have become uh, leaders in our community in terms of uh, investing in their uh, grounds and facilities to make them more sustainable. And uh, if you have a question or comment for our in-studio guest, I invite you to call us at this time at 402 474 5086 and uh, press extension 1. So, um, Becky, while we're waiting on phone calls, um, we talked a little bit about um, the Green Sanctuary Congregation, uh, that, that program, uh, which I believe is uh, a program for the Unitarian Universalist Church. And uh, your church here in Lincoln uh, is fully accredited. You've been accredited uh, for a few years now. Could you talk a little bit about that program? Yeah, it and is. And what it's meant for your congregation. Um, it is a program of the Unitarian Universalist Association, which is, um, you know, our our kind of central body. They really don't, um, I mean, each church of our churches is separate, but it is our association. And um, the program is really quite extensive. It requires a congregational assessment. And here's another place where, um, and I can't remember, Kurt May, uh, we had an uh, assessment of our, an energy assessment, and that was helped by the city. Uh, so we have had to do a complete assessment, and then we had to do an, uh, an action plan in four areas, worship, education, um, environmental justice, and sustainable living. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the renovation was sustainable living um but we we do have um services that we do on on the environment as part of this and educational programs both for the children and the adults and the environmental justice area is is a little harder for us to put um, hands-on. I mean, to me, working on climate change is environmental justice in its strongest form because the poor and um, and those who have not contributed to the problem are the ones who are already suffering the consequences of climate change. So, anyway, I've said enough about that. <laughs> and I did want to mention one other uh, group, that's the Interfaith Power and Light, uh, which is a national group uh, that's working on these issues, and I think uh, both Aldersgate and the Unitarian Church have been recognized by them uh, as part of their cool congregation campaigns. So, Right. That, that's a good reference. Thank you very much. Um, so um, uh, let me ask you a question about the, uh, the program, the, the uh, Green Sanctuary Congregation. Is that just for Unitarian churches, or could a Presbyterian or Baptist church do that program? How, how would that work? Well, I suppose suppose they could. I mean, and they, they certainly, it's on the website. They can look at the things mm -hmm. suggested. But, you know, Interfaith Power and Light also has the Cool Congregation Program, which okay. they can look at. Right. Uh, and, I, and I'm not trying to dissuade people from going to the website, but there is this more comprehensive Interfaith Power and Light Program um, that has 
We did that, didn't we? Didn't oh, we oh a yeah. Cool? I mean, well, we're we're also a cool congregation certified church. So through so interfaith power, we can do from just locally here with Nebraska. Oh, oh sure. And okay. and um, Penny Greer and Ken Winston are the heads of interfaith power and light. You mentioned Dr. Uh, Reverend Kim Morrow. She used to be. Um, so She's on their, she continues to be on their board. Board, and active, right? But not a right. staff member. Now. Right. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. Th- there are. Um, and and I know that Interfaith Power and Light would really like to be more uh, active and more influential mm-hmm. among congregations here. So, you know, reach out to them and and uh, I don't um, have their uh, website uh, information, uh, but we'll try to get it and post it on um, on uh, the uh, the website that we're creating for this radio show. Um, I do just want to um, uh, let everyone know, I guess we're beginning to run out of time here. I, I feel like we just started. Um, <laughs> we just started talking about this, and I have some, as you know, I have uh, a number of questions we haven't gotten to today. But I do um, just want to uh, thank the representatives from the Unitarian Church of Lincoln uh, and uh, also uh, uh, Joseph, Pastor Joseph from Aldersgate United Methodist Church. Uh, so for Kurt and Becky and Joseph, thank you so much for uh, coming on uh, our radio show and talking about what you're doing. I, I'm going to say this with all my heart. I believe that you are uh, your two congregations really provide leadership for all of the churches in Lincoln in terms of of. Uh, beginning to think seriously about how can we as a community of faith, how can we live out our values, which both of you, or both of your congregations in your presentations you met, the the motivation was living out your perceived values in this area. So uh, I'm really grateful for for both congregations and for your presence on this uh, this program. I just want to let our, our listeners know that to find out more information about the Unitarian Church of Lincoln, uh, their website is uh, unitarianlincoln.org. Again, that's unitarianlincoln.org. And then for Aldersgate United Methodist Church, it's Aldersgate Link. That's L-I-N-C. So aldersgatelink.org. Um, go on the web and, and take a few moments to check out uh, the, 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 the church's websites and uh, to find out more about how we can become more uh, more uh, uh, intentional about living out our values, particularly around the environment and being sustainable congregations. And uh, we also need to work for environmental justice. Uh, Amen. Becky, I think that that's very, very important. And uh, we should probably do a whole new show on that at some point in time. Uh, hey, you've been listening to Counterbalance, a progressive Christian talk show, which is hosted by Beth Minkusen and me, Richard Randolph. Be sure to tune in next Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10. Uh, Beth uh, will be rejoining us uh, for that show, and we will be focusing on a recent book entitled The Bible and Ethics in Christian Life, A New Conversation. conversation. Um, Until then, I urge you to celebrate Earth Day today uh, by going to the big celebration at at Union uh, Union Plaza. Union, Union Plaza. Uh, here in Lincoln, or uh, by simply getting out and going for a walk on this beautiful day and enjoying the beauty of nature. And let's work 
together, all of us, to uh, take care of planet Earth and to begin uh, repairing and healing some of the uh, envir environmental degradation and damage that has been uh, that has been sustained. Uh, that's all for today. Thank you very much, and um, I uh, look forward to talking with you again next week.